0: Hey, all you hot messes, we are back for another week. Another week. I'm Jess.
1: And I'm Vinay. Okay, Mr. Thomas English. Okay, my mic just suddenly got really low. Okay, there we go. You raise me up.
0: (laughs) This week's hot take is themed classrooms. Having a themed classroom, not having a themed classroom. My hot take on this is no, don't do it. Themed classrooms are not not the vibe and where you should be putting your attention. It sounds like a really good idea. It sounds like it. And it, it might look like it on Instagram and on TikTok and on all these places where these overachiever teachers are doing these things, but it's not a good idea because that theme is something that you love for the moment. And then the next year, you're like, hey, I hate that. And you have to change it. Redo everything. Don't do it.
1: Um, I had a themed classroom.
0: Of course you did. Of course you but, did. Uh, you know,
1: Disney's not a theme. Disney is forever. And I had a Disney oh. themed
0: classroom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. But in all honesty... I openly admit this. I basically started off by doing a Disney-themed classroom because I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I can pick whatever theme I want. I'm going go to go the Disney room because my, like – My whole process behind this was, it's for the kids, but really it's for me. I'm like, you know, if this is my prison cell where I have to live the rest of my days whilst I'm in this building, I would like to look at the wall and see something that brings me joy instead of, like, a plain white wall that I'm just, like, I feel like I'm in, like, a mental asylum and I'm struggling, especially on those low, low days. (laughs) So, yeah, I... But I will admit, I went (laughs) overboard. I started (gasps) by being like, oh, I'm just going to put like a few posters up, you know, a bit here, a bit there. Then I I discovered US thrift stores, which are significantly better than the charity shops we have in England. Really? Yeah, like you have so much stuff in your thrift stores here. Like me and my wife go thrift store shopping for like, that's our like leisure activity. Oh my
0: gosh, that's... Whereas, oh, that's like, adorable. Whereas, like
1: in England, and like here, like thrift store shopping is a subculture. Like it pe- really is. People yeah. are like, oh, look what I found at a thrift store. Yeah. And people get really excited. Versus in England, if you're like, oh, look what I found at the charity shop. Everyone's like, oh, you have got Mildred's, like deceased aunt's, a blouse from the charity shop. Like, okay, like, and people turn their nose up at. <laughs> yeah. It. So it's like the fact that you can find so much good quality stuff at a thrift store, like it's just mind blowing to me. So yeah. I went to thrift stores, discovered them, and I went absolutely insane and just bought more and more. I would find like Monsters University, like party sets of like banners and stuff. And no. I'd be like Oh, I'll add that to that wall. And then this wall, it got to the point where every single wall in my classroom was completely submerged and covered in Disney stuff. <gasps> <laughs> oh no. And then at one point... My wife turned around to me and was like, don't you think it's a little bit overstimulating? And I looked at the wall and was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, a bit,
0: it's a bit much. I think I've <laughs> lost myself. <laughs> oh, no. Did you do like Disney puns? Like Disney education pun? Oh, tell me. Tell me right now.
1: I had a wall of oh, like no. good student work. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, tell me. The border was made with post-it notes that I'd sellotape together in a square so that I could- <laughs> some A4 paper in the middle of it and I only had six pieces of work up at a time and I pr- had these like Finding Nemo wall stickers that I found at a thrift store um, and <laughs> I put Finn on Nemo <laughs> work. So Finn for Nemo's Finn. Yeah. I forgot the O originally. <laughs> said Finn, Nemo, so Nemo, nom- to try and be like phenomenal, but it just didn't make sense, work. And then like last minute, I was like, actually, that needs an O. So what I did was rather than reprinting because I was cheap, I got a highlighter and put the O <laughs> <laughs> and the whole thing looked like a mess. And every time I would have a parent or a student come in, they would look at it and they would be like, Finn, uh, Finn f- Nemo. <laughs> like, is that a different language? <laughs> I was like, no, it's phenomenal work. <laughs> I <It's laughs> would literally be like, that is crap. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I was like, I, I started to like <laughs> say, like, this is not just Disney. This is a. Disillusioned yeah, Disney I class. Was like, this is
0: called deranged Disney, <laughs> where things are like unhinged. Oh. Nothing was
1: ever hung straight. I used to cu- get like counselors coming into my room to like do talks with like my freshmen, oh my and like literally they would look at like my fire frames and stuff and be like, "Let me just try and stru- like my ADHD is going off because this is so unstray." And I would just be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." Like actually, <laughs> actually cut the ADHD part because I don't know if people will get offended by that. Will they? Should I say OCD instead of ADHD? <gasps> or do you think that? Uh- I think she's fine, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so people would come into my classroom and be like, oh my God, like, can I just straighten it? I'd be like, oh, no. And they'd be like, it's because, like, the things that I put in the wall were, like, completely crooked <laughs> and I had no ruler and no patience. So, yeah, it was, like, from head to toe, the whole thing was Disney fied. And then, as I, like, especially when I quit teaching, I had four boxes worth of Disney decor. Vinnie. To the point where I had, like, I had all my Disney Princess Music Money boxes from, um, you know, that series that got, like, over a million views on some platforms. Okay, okay, like- <laughs>
0: that's enough of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had all my Disney Princess Music Money boxes that were all on, like, one shelf. And then I had a Toy Story corner where I had all the Toy Story, like, toys that I, like, put together, you know, so they were all bonded because I wanted Bo Peep with Woody and Buzz, you know, the race car, the whole thing. And, like, it just got to a point where I was, like, I have boxes and boxes of stuff. And then I started collecting board games, puzzles, anything, because I was, like, you never know. A student might ask me for a puzzle one day. They never did.
0: I had, like, this the is, whole Disney collection. This is Vinny's collection. origin story onto an episode of Hoarders. I had, like, every single, like,
1: Disney DVD and Blu-ray just in case there was ever a cheeky movie day. I was, like, I need to have the whole
0: collection just in case Vinny, the link with the Now standard. this is this <laughs> is horrifying. I'm so... <laughs> If anything is said, do not have a themed classroom more
1: than this moment. Each one's to the teacher. But just know, like, if you have a themed classroom, especially a themed classroom where you have daily agendas and stuff like that, that is a whole task that you are giving to yourself. Yes, it's an extra um, thing. You know. Be forewarned. That's all. Plan for the future. Don't, Don't make yourself sign up for something that you can't maintain. Please, whatever you do, don't do a seasonal one. A seasonal (gasps) class of decor where you transfer it every single season. That's another. Like, you know, a little poster, a little balder maybe, but not the old Shazam, you know what I'm saying?
0: Or not, Vinny? What do you have for us? Oh, these are two that I am so excited I'm about. I'm so
1: excited. These are the ones that, like, when I when we first like started coming up with this concept, I was like, I've got the two. These are the first two. These are my two like absolute faves. <gasps> so, okay,
0: what is not?
1: Not this week. Peacock teachers. <gasps>
0: Do what, you know what? what I don't what, know. Yeah, what if this do you is mean? Phrase?
1: Because this is what I coin: a teacher that is just all for show. Anytime there's an admin present, they put the full show on. Oh. They're like a peacock. They're like, I gotta spread my feathers. feathers. You know, like what does a peacock do? Like, does anyone know? Do you, what, what does a peacock do? It squawks really loud and beautiful And it has just walks feathers. around giving it all that. And that is literally what a peacock teacher does. They're the ones that do the reply all to the emails. The oh, ones that like, no. you know, oh, I must send an all staff email to let yeah. them know that I was at school at 5 p.m. on a Saturday. Really, Margaret? <laughs> maybe that's why your husband doesn't like you anymore and that's why he left, you know? Instead of bringing us in and telling us how much of an amazing teacher you are, maybe you should just back off a little bit. I'm like, you know, the best teachers are the ones that are humble. And going in and bragging or especially putting on the show, you know, when the admin ain't there being like, oh, yeah, I just totally know what you're saying. And then as soon as admin's there, oh, my gosh, here's this resource that you need to give. No, you're a peacock teacher. Take off the pee and that's exactly what you are. (laughs) Oh.
0: well well okay i yeah no okay i, I feel very like, passionately yep.
1: about this one just
0: gonna leave do that one do you know there. do
1: any peacock teachers come
0: to mind oh yeah
1: oh yeah oh yeah so i'm like i don't know if that's a phrase that people use but i'm coining it you should definitely be <laughs> I, think that, I think it's a better way to say than you know that b word <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're right you're right
1: Okay, what's hot this week then? What's hot this week? This is a personal five. Crop dusting students. Have you ever done this? <laughs> I can tell you have, haven't you?
0: what is crap dusting students crop for me and students. then I'll tell you maybe <laughs> crop dusting students <laughs> <laughs> is when you know you've got
1: teacher bladder you've not had a chance to go to the restroom like this is something that I learned very early in my career yeah. I was like pooping is like you're lucky if you can pee but number two <laughs> that's gonna have to wait till after the bell rings uh-huh. so I remember literally like and for whatever reason I know I did this and I'm sure a lot of teachers relate. you have this mindset of when you're like especially in the new year you know you've had your your Christmas, your yeah, yeah, new yeah. year's, the you know, sugary you treats. Treat yourself yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. much, and you're like, right, new year, new me. I'm gonna and you'd always be like, you know what? I already screwed up on December 1st, December 2nd, whatever. I'm just gonna wait till the school year starts. When yeah. I go back into teacher mode, that's when I'm gonna start this new me transition. Right. So then you start with your fiber, you start with your cabbage. And it comes back out. (laughs) the The body is saying, like, I am both (laughs) repulsed by waking up this early. I feel disgusted with these children. And now you've put all of this into my body trying to improve me. And now I'm going to reward you by absolutely being close to sharting on occasion. (laughs) And, um, you know, with that, you end up... You end up doing some silent but deadlies because yeah. as a teacher, you know, the first thing you cannot do, if you drop a loud fart as a teacher, that's it. You've lost those that's, kids for the entire done. lesson. It's
0: done. So you have to clench. Not that I've ever done that before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you have to clench. You need to hold it in. You know, you feel a bit alit- of you, you're, you're like Elsa, you know. You, Conceal, don't feel. Don't let it show. <laughs> but then the smell lingers. But now they know. <laughs> I remember I would do it where it would always hit me when I was letting the kids in especially. I would open the door and I would drop one and it would smell and they'd always be like, your classroom always smells and I'd be like, oh, must be one of you. And I know fully <laughs> well. I would sit at my desk when they were doing an exam. Secrets revealed.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. And I would
1: drop a massive fart that would stink to high heaven <laughs> and I would have some air freshener in my desk. <gasps> I would fart. <phar. laughs> and and the kids would be like you sent out a smoke signal (laughs) (laughs) just like and the kids would be like, what's that? Oh, I would be like, someone's just dropped one, but I'm not drawing attention to him. i <laughs> well that it was me. And then especially when I had a kid, you know, that would test my patience. Yeah. If I was having one of those days where I was dropping the silent but deadly, yeah. I would make sure to just circulate in <laughs> an
0: area and cropped up. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. You would plan your attacks <laughs> on certain kids? And they would be like, <gasps> Mr., what's that smell? Must be one of you. <laughs> Listen, I am not admitting to anything. Okay. That means you definitely. I that, No, <laughs> I'm just saying that that is, you have to, in order for this to be hot, I feel like you have to plan it very well. You have to be very strategic in this, Facebook. like when the kids are coming in, that's a perfect time. You're right. There's a lot of air movement. For
1: anyone that doesn't know what crop
0: dusting is as well, because I
1: didn't learn this phrase until I moved to America. So I don't know if it's universally used or if I'm just like sheltered and never heard of it. But yeah, crop dusting is just when you drop like a fart with the intention or knowing that someone else is about to walk into it and smell it. Yeah.
0: So you've like crop
1: dusted. It's like you've (laughs) dusted the crop. farted in someone's face, basically. As they so
0: awful! It. <laughs> it's, it's so awful. I can't.
1: I can't. So crop dusting is in, and people teach. <laughs> is it though? I
0: have questions. Okay, this is a questionable one for me. This is when all my ex students are like, I <gasps> "I'm in that room." Is
1: that why you kept? And it was always the ever like. It's always the um. The enchanted forest, you know, the glade one that smells like Christmas. Mm. So they'll always associate Mr. Thomas's arse with in- With enchanted
0: forest. forest. With a little Christmas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the scent of the season, arse and forest. <laughs> <laughs> forest arse tree. <laughs> oh my gosh. Forest. Okay. Forest. <laughs>
0: All right, now for U.S.
1: versus U.K.
0: So this week for uh, the U.S. versus the U.K., we're gonna be t- <laughs> we're gonna be talking about college funding and how that's taken care of in our uh, respective countries. Um, I don't have a lot of good things to say about this <laughs> for uh, for America. Way? Um, so once again, we're just, we're hoping for a win, but we're not gonna, I don't think we're going to get one. I don't know a lot about the the UK. You, one. Yeah. So would you, would okay, you like to So share?
1: in the UK, how it works is when you go to college, it first and foremost it is a flat rate in the UK. I think unless you go to something like Cambridge, it may be different, but all universities follow the same thing where they're like, this is how much it is per what? year. In university. What? Yeah. Whereas here the fact that you're like you can have two colleges literally one down the road from the other and you're paying another fourteen grand a year just because of the school name. Yeah. I'm like, to me that is that that's just ridiculous. I I can't believe that's a thing and that's legal.
0: But that's that's the reality of America. Wow. Yeah. A flat rate. So a flat rate for one
1: for can two. Can I ask you
0: like what the flat rate um, like, what is So or, basically, you know.
1: this is like a notion for contention as well. Okay, It used to be 3,000 pounds per year. Okay. And then it switched. And when I went to university, it tripled to 9,000 pounds per year.
0: Okay. And, and I don't
1: and know if that's still the exact same that it is now or whether it's like shifted at all.
0: And this is going to be showing my ignorance really, really bad. 9,000 pounds is... Um, right now, the pound and dollar are quite similar. Okay, so that's it's what probably, I think. Okay. I'd say
1: probably around $11,000 per year. That's
0: what I year. paid for one semester. Yeah, which is... Like, that's a good... Oh, that's after all of my scholarships. Yeah. So what you do
1: is <laughs> when you go into, like, university, you apply for a government student loan. Okay. And with a student yep. loan, you have a loan and a grant okay so you have the loan that usually pays that no matter what will pay for your entire tuition okay like off and the you bat. have to pay that back you pay it back but you only pay it back once you earn a certain amount of money and it's what? only a certain percentage will go back so if you're earning say for instance you hit the threshold 50 de- like 50 pound will be deducted from your paycheck once a month Because you've just hit that threshold. They
0: automatically take it from your paycheck? Automatically
1: take it out. You don't have to worry about paying it back. And if you don't earn enough money, you just don't pay it. (gasps) Like, it's not like they're going to call you up. You owe us money. They'll take it or they won't. And if you don't pay it, you don't pay it. There's no, like, repercussion. And then if you move abroad, all you need to do is just tell them, oh, I've moved abroad, send them over like what you're earning abroad, and they calculate it based on the cost of living in that country. And then you just have to put up like a direct standing order. So like I am I pay back like £29 a month from my British account.
0: What? And I have
1: like 60, 70 grand's worth of debt. And then after a certain amount of years, it just gets wiped off. What? Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't impact your credit score or anything. What? Yeah. <gasps>
0: My husband loves America very much, but honey, pack the bags because <laughs> we're moving to the UK. That's
1: crazy to me. But like all of this is for like UK residents. So if you're from out of the UK,
0: like- this, Never mind, it, don't it, pack it, the it bags. Varies, so yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but don't with do it, that, man. so when you do your finance, you have to give your parents income. When you give them the income, there's also, so you have your loan granted- for yeah. your tuition and then you also get two different types of loans for cost of living where you'll get, okay, okay. here's X amount that you have to pay back okay. that everyone gets. And it could be something like four grand throughout yeah. the year. But then you get a grant based on your parents' income that's, okay, so, oh. that you don't pay back.
0: Oh, you get money based on your parents' yeah. income. Yeah.
1: So that means just going into it, they'll be like, Okay, here's like X amount of thousands of pounds for the year that you have to pay back that goes onto your other loan and here's another like five like if you're from a lower income family, they can be like, Here's another four grand. That's a grant because you're from a lower income family and we want you to be able to access the education.
0: Okay. I mean I guess they do that with scholarships yeah. in, in the US, but you like you have to apply for them it's extensively. In like, and the, and here, there's so many like random grants and loans and everything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's not common knowledge. Like, there's no education into how to oh find my gosh, those no. and how to apply I had, for them.
0: Yeah, I had to research all all the scholarships that I would that I could possibly want. I'm like, five hundred dollars? Yeah, I'll apply for that. Like, I'll take whatever I can get because it, you know we, yeah. we 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 applied federally to get our loans, and then I had to get privacy loans too because the federal loans only covered so much of. Mm-hmm. So I have private loans too. Oh my god.
1: And the private loans are what gets you. Yep, They're the ones they where they like <laughs> they get you good. Like luckily my wife worked at like the scholarship office like when she was at her university. So she would learn about all of these different like loans and grants and everything when she was working there. And she was like, if I never worked here, I would have never known any of these existed. And there are like really specific ones where it's like, oh, if you're like in university or college and you're married, then this is a loan that you can apply for, for a scholarship and things like that, where it's very specific based on like whatever, like demographic you fit in but no one knows about this so like she would have it where she would be going through it and she'd be like okay here's a grant or a loan or whatever a scholarship and there would only be like a handful of applications because no one knew it existed because it's not overtly publicized like there's all these things there but no one's actually educated here on how to access them
0: no you just get out loans that's loans and debt that's what how we're educated (laughs) On how to get our, and then it's a different
1: ball game when you're then looking into things like masters or like for me when I did my postgraduate certificate in education, yeah, because you get the loan that covers your tuition, yeah, then you get the loan that covers your cost of living, and then you also get grants based on what you're doing. So like to go back and do my English teaching certificate, I got given nine thousand pound because I got a B in my undergrad and they were like we think you're going to be a great teacher so they were like just off the bat you get nine grand throughout the year spread what? out
0: what no <laughs> ridiculous i'm so depressed (laughs) like
1: there's a lot of things in place there like and i think even the fact that in england like because that's the way it's set up that's why they prioritize things like having the education system where when you're like 16 through 18 and you finish your 11th year of school you then do either advanced levels where you then choose three or four subjects that you do in more depth than you ever did in school Or you do, like, a BTEC, which is basically just, like, focusing on one subject but doing it all the time for, like, two years. Or you go on an apprenticeship where you're, like, you know what, school isn't for me, but I want to be a hairdresser, for example. Yeah. So you can do an apprenticeship with a company. Because then all of that bleeds into when you then go university, you've already started, you've chosen your four subjects and then you bleed through and you're like, out of those four, I like this one the most. I'm then going to go university and do it. So the stepping stones for it, prepare you for it. And then you only do a three, three year undergrad instead of four years here because they're like, we want you to get through this. You only need three years. And after those three years, like you've got the same amount of knowledge that Americans have after four years here that they're paid (laughs) significantly more and are now severely in debt for. So who is the
0: dumb one? (laughs) It's me. Okay. Well, once again, (laughs) UK takes this one.
1: And obviously like, but then that's, that's what blows my mind. The fact that like, like in England, like, I remember when it went up to 9,000 a year, I was like, this is extortionate. I can't believe how expensive it is. But then when I spoke to my wife here, I was like, oh my, that is on another level. I don't, I, I don't,
0: I don't even want to tell you, like we pay like another mortgage to pay back our And then months. all of the
1: fees and stuff you have to do just to apply yeah. to schools that you may not even go yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a okay. broken system. That's all about the money. <laughs>
0: now it's time for uh, us to rant about the things that make us upset all right i'm gonna go first because again i'm just the loser at this <laughs> the loser takes uh, it all <laughs> <laughs> everyone's gotta be the the you know the little sideshow so here's my sideshow okay okay your one is when someone either asks
1: you to come see them or that you have to call them at some point.
0: Why are you doing that to me? I am going to have anxiety about what we need to talk about. And because I'm a paranoid freak who wants everyone to like her at all times, I am going to drive myself crazy thinking about all the different ways that I could have made you mad, that you could be mad at me. Like, what did I do wrong for you? And now I'm just, I'm waiting for the next free moment. And guess what? There's no free moment in our day. To do that. So thank you for nothing. I feel personally, personally victimized by this. (laughs) I'm like, I'm preparing myself for the emotional, the emotional trauma that's going to come to me. Uh, Your topic is when people call children kiddos. This is an issue within America. I don't
1: understand where this came from, but I do not like it. It rubs me off the wrong way. Oh, me and my kiddos. You and your kiddos. Oh, that's so funny, so quirky. They must absolutely love you. You and your kiddos just all hang out all day. Well, that's wonderful, Sharon, but maybe you should sit down for a minute and start calling them what they are, which is children or kids, but even then kids. All I hear when I hear kids is a professor that used to go, woo, 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 every time I said kids. So kiddos is a different. Woo, 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 woo. Stop it right now. You're getting on my
0: tits. Yeah, I called my students kiddos
1: my wife says kiddos as well and because I do like my British versus American videos yeah whenever I do kiddos I picture myself in an American accent and there are certain times where I go into an American accent where I'm trying to like be like a cutesy American or you know she's a cutie (laughs) (laughs) and it makes me go inwards where I'm like, oh, yeah, me and my out. yeah. And I just, like, I, I feel my cheeks over taking my whole head in. I feel like I'm slowly melting in and of myself as I just go to the point of being like a fluffy marshmallow of niceless. That's too much for me to bear.
0: Okay. And I feel like
1: I'm melting.
0: Okay, good to know. Good to know.
1: But I feel like, yeah, if I went into a British school and said, okay, kiddos, I think I would be roasted within an inch of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so when I hear it in an American school or in a professional development, especially back in the day, I would just be like, I can't take anything you say seriously from this point on.
0: What about when like teachers call friends, them friends? Like, okay, friends, let's gather on the carpet. So when <laughs>
1: To America, I worked at a YMCA camp, and that's how they used to address us. Hey, friends. And I was like, oh, part of a <laughs> now, I say. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice. Went away for a little summer break, you know, oh. camp counselor, and now I'm in a cold cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> so, whenever I hear friends. My mum will be so proud. And then I started saying it like ironically because I was like, hey, friends. <laughs> 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 no, but I say mate all the time. I'm like, you're all right, mate. Oh, that's like, true. So, but I wouldn't say, oh, you're all right, friend. <laughs> like, to me, whenever I'm like, hey, friends. So, what did you call your students? Spin <laughs> like class. I'd be like, right, everyone. With that disgust, like, class. I'd be like, Okay, everyone, class. we're going to do I just call them everyone. Or I just <laughs> say, right. People <laughs> would be like, I remember when I came here and people were like, oh, you need to have a student silencer. And I'd be like, they'd be like, what's yours? And I'd be like, right. <laughs> it is a really good tone. Like, it, uh, it just really like, yeah. draws you in because you're like, okay, he clearly it's, has had enough. <laughs>
0: yeah, he is pissed off.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: Now for our last segment, where we're going to be uh, showing appreciation and giving a shout out to those in education that don't normally get the appreciation and shout out that they deserve. And this week, we're going to be shouting out the true heroes of our schools, the custodians. I loved our school custodians. They were absolutely amazing at what they did. And uh, they just... I feel like they don't get a lot of respect in schools and that makes me really sad because they work so hard to make sure that I'm happy, to make sure that the kids are happy in the, like, they take care of that school. That school building is their, is their sanctuary.
1: And I've seen this more and more, like, I know, like, it's been a very much a hot topic in education, like, student behaviour and how, like, mm. students, like, respect levels towards staff is, yeah. like, an all-time low. And I think I just saw a tweet today about a custodian that quit within a day and it was because literally a student had, like, squeezed out their juice on the spa and the custodian was like, why are you doing that? And they were like, because I want to watch you effing clean it up.
0: Oh, And no. that's why they
1: left. So it's, like, things like that, yep. like, you know... <laughs> Or you're a custodian, yeah. you go to go to work and your job is to maintain the school and you don't deserve to put up with things like that. No. And I think it's very unfortunate that that's a thing. Yeah. And I think that custodians deserve all of the
0: respect in the world because they, they work and Absolutely. they do everything as best as they can. Right. I think um, if you are a teacher, like thinking about the way that students treat the custodians, I think that starts with the staff at the school too. Like you need to make sure... If you are on staff at a school that you are showing respect to the, to those custodians if if we did a glitter project in my classroom i made sure that the kids picked up after themselves so that you know our custodian didn't come in and have to s- scrub the f- glitter off the floor cuz that was just just like not a nice thing to do like show show respect to the people that are doing the best that they can and starts with it starts with you and me so all right it's been another episode of the hot mess teacher express you can follow us on all the social media channels uh facebook youtube tiktok instagram and wherever you are listening to your podcast wherever our melodious voices are headed straight into your ear canals please Share, share, share with those around you if you are loving what you're hearing. And uh, we'll see you next week for the Hamas Future Express.